a women's health enthusiast, I'm raising my family around the world, and like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist, and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month. It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep. We are here to change the conversations about periods. Let's talk. Again, it's Cody. Welcome to episode three. So if you had a chance to listen to our last episode, we kind of dove into a little bit about how our periods don't need to be something that we dread every single month. I think that's something that a lot of women don't understand. They think that just having a period means that every single month for a week or however long, you're just supposed to suffer. And (laughs) right. (laughs) So many people think that they don't know that actually that's not the way it's supposed to be. Our periods are just supposed to show up. And if we are doing the things that we need to be doing in order to support our body and its systems and its production of hormones that we can actually look forward to our time of the month and actually feel amazing during our periods. So today I want to talk about the five pillars of hormonal health because we talked a little bit about nutrition in our last episode, but that's not all. Of course, we wish there was just a one Thing that you know could just solve everything. That's just one, one size fits all. One size fits all. We love that, right? A big, quick solution. But actually, there are some other pillars that of our health that affect our hormonal balance. And so, I just am excited to kind of dive in a little bit today, give some education, and um, answer questions that maybe come to you, Jess, or if you know of anything that maybe somebody's um, shared with us on our Instagram account at Mixers. Mixed dot herbs. I'm here to learn and I'll absolutely be sharing, but I love learning. I love that you love learning. <laughs> learning is good. So <laughs> I'm learning all the time still. But yeah. I love it. I love it. No, it's good. So what I want to do is just kind of help you understand that the things that you do every single day have an effect on how awful or how amazing your period could actually be, right? So they're Mm -hmm. just simple things that we already kind of know about just for overall health, but I just want to make sure that you understand how these particular um, kind of lifestyle, diet, environment, stress, you know, all of this stuff, all of these things affect our endocrine system. And how can we help bring balance back to our endocrine system, but do it in a holistic way, meaning that we are looking at it from a root cause perspective instead of just like looking at the symptoms and slapping a Band-Aid on it and thinking that that's all we can do. But Cody, really quickly, can you explain to someone maybe that would be listening and doesn't even know what their endocrine system does for them? Okay, yeah, easy. Um, so our endocrine system is it's a network of different glands that produce hormones, right? So mm-hmm. for instance, our ovaries are part of that, our um, adrenals, our thyroid, our hypothalamus, right? So there's mm-hmm. all of these different endocrine, or all of these different glands that make up a system and all of these different glands communicate with each other, right? And so mm-hmm. every hormone that's produced in your body comes from these different kinds of communications. And so your body then knows how much of one hormone it should produce or when to back off, all of that. 
Did that help that? That was the easy answer to that. (laughs) It's a complicated system, but that's basically what it is. It's our, it's our system that helps produce hormones, right? And our hormones basically are our chemical messengers, right? They kind of help everything else function properly. So it's really important that we take good care of our endocrine system, just like it's important for us to take care of our heart and our brain and all of that, because it's all connected. And I think sometimes we can just assume that it's all just going to function like, oh, I'm a girl. So my body just, my hormones are just going to function. And that's not the case. We have to take care of it like any other, like, like all other areas of our body. Absolutely. And I think too, a lot of times we kind of compartmentalize different organs and just think about what they do, right? So we just mm-hmm. think it's just our ovaries and our uterus, right? That is involved with mm-hmm. our period, right? But yet it there's so many other organs that are involved and the health of those organs are going to determine whether your ovaries, your, you know, uterus is functioning the way it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just different things that we do in our day-to-day life that have huge impact. And so these are going to be things that you kind of already know about, but maybe you didn't realize what an effect they were having on how well you feel during that time of the month. Okay. So um, last episode, we talked about nutrition and how um, by making sure that we're getting in enough of the right kind of nutrients, that that has a huge effect on whether our body is able to produce the right amount of progesterone and be able to eliminate um, excess estrogen and then vice versa. Sugar. Right. So, unfortunately, (laughs) I know. Dang. I know. So yeah, so really what it comes down to is that whatever we eat can either cause inflammation, right? And Mm -hmm. that inflammation is a lot of times kind of what kind of sets off some of these symptoms that we experience that are not so fun, right? And so we need to make sure that the food that we're eating or the nutrients that we're taking in are not inflammatory, right? And so unfortunately, those fun foods like sugar and caffeine and, you know, all of the things that are kind of processed and easy for us to maybe make in our kitchen are usually causing a lot of inflammation in our body. So any of the symptoms that you, I mean, the over 100 symptoms that we experience that are associated with PMS, um, all have inflammation as one of the root causes. Okay. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah, it is. So it's important for us to pay attention that we're, you know, eating the right kinds of foods and we're reducing inflammation. Um, there's a lot of foods that are anti-inflammatory, and I bet you can guess what they are. Tell me what you think, Jess. Well, whole foods. Let's say whole foods. Uh-huh. And tell me what you what whole foods are. <laughs> Fruits, vegetables, good grains, good sources of protein. Um, nuts, healthy fats. Perfect. Am I on the right page? You are perfectly on the right Yay, page. Yay, I passed. Yeah, you totally, <laughs> totally <laughs> plus. Like, oh I'm over here sweating. <laughs> oh. A, A plus. Um, yeah, absolutely. I just usually tell people like if it came from the ground or it had a mama, it's usually considered a whole food. And the more mm-hmm. it's in its natural state, the better. The more nutrients dense it's going to be, the more nutrients that it can provide for you. Okay. So, of course, like we want to be as awesome about getting in as much whole food as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Now, it's not, I, I get it, that's ideal. 
we're gonna sometimes have to have some processed food every once in a while. But if you can, like the majority of the time, have most of your food intake come from whole food sources, then you are going to have better luck making sure that you are getting the right nutrients in order to be able to help support your endocrine system. Okay. Okay. But nutrition, but I am going to say this too. Let's say you're perfect. You've got the nutrition as far as the whole food thing down, right? But you're Mm -hmm. still experiencing some nasty symptoms. Why do you think that might be putting you on the spot and making you sweat again? A different, a different pillar, a different area of your life is lacking. (laughs) That, but still talking about nutrition, still talking about nutrition, nutrition. still on nutrition. I hate, (laughs) but I love that. (laughs) No, no, that was me just putting you on the spot and you were like, this is a great segue and we will need that in in the future. So think of another great segue, but (laughs) I just wanted to point this out too, because there are other reasons or other ways that our body can become inflamed. You can be eating the most perfect food, but that might not be the most perfect food for you because so many of us have food sensitivities and allergies, right? So I want, Mm -hmm. the only reason I'm bringing that up is because I have so many of my um, clients that I work with that I will give them a meal plan. You know, they will follow it like it's the Bible, and then yet they're still having skin rashes, or they might get migraines, or they might have some other things that are still popping up. Mm-hmm. And that's when I know we need to be doing either some food sensitivity testing, or we need to do some elimination and just kind of rule out, just depending on where they're able to go with that. But we need to do some more investigation. We need to see kind of what dig could be, deeper. yeah, dig a little bit deeper. So just know there's always room to dig a little bit deeper. We want to mm-hmm. get in our whole foods, but let's say for instance, most of my clients um, that I deal with, because I work with women's hormonal health, um, have a food sensitivity to gluten. So you're saying whole grains. So let's say they're taking in whole wheat, right? That mm-hmm. should be a good food because it's it's a whole food, right? But yet it's having this very inflammatory effect on their system and that's making it so that their body is not able to break it down and absorb nutrients. And in fact, it's increasing um, an autoimmune response and it's causing a whole host of other symptoms on top of it, but it's basically just kind of throwing the whole system out of balance, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just something I want to make sure that we understand as well. But you don't want women frustrated that they're eating well and not seeing great results. Yeah, yep. I would say the most common food sensitivities for women who are experiencing um, hormonal imbalance, PCOS, um, endometriosis. Mm-hmm. I usually would say across the board, I recommend to them to um, eliminate um, gluten and dairy. Those two have a very inflammatory response on the body. And there's a lot of theories about why that is. Um, some of it is that we don't prepare, you know, our our gluten or our wheat, you know, types of foods. Um, the same way that we used to, where we used to um like ferment the wheat and we there the breads were mostly like sourdough kind of thing. So it was easier for your body to break down because it was already kind of pre-digested through the fermentation process. And mm-hmm. so your body didn't get um it really actually broke down the gluten before your body then took it in. Okay. So that's that's a theory and that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Um the other theory is that 
Um, the gluten is very hard on the body to break down and it can create little um, kind of microscopic tears along the digestive lining. And it's known to create what's called um, leaky gut. Have you heard of leaky gut? I have. Okay. So it's something that is a huge problem. And in fact, most like autoimmune and hormonal imbalance issues kind of can be linked back to leaky gut. So we don't want to be putting something into our bodies that actually is just known to create that in the majority of people. Um, The other theory is that both with dairy and with gluten is just the way that they're raised and grown. Um, So many chemicals are being put onto these um, crops and into the animals that produce the dairy. And so that, you know, is going to have an effect on our body as well as think about the hormones that are being put into our dairy cows, right? If you're going to have the hormones being put into dairy cows and then you're taking that into your body, you're bringing in excess hormones. And that's definitely going to have an effect on your hormonal imbalance or hormonal balance, I should say, and create Mm -hmm. hormonal imbalance. So just something, you know, I know I kind of go off on these tangents and I want to teach everything about nutrition, but that's just something to be very aware of and it can play a huge part. And if you're feeling like kind of crappy every single month, that's a step that you could definitely take right away. Something that Mm -hmm. women can start to investigate on their own. Yep. More whole foods and maybe start with eliminating and just seeing how you're feeling. Even just two weeks, just see how you feel. I've never had anyone come back to me and tell me that they didn't feel better after eliminating gluten and dairy. And some people aren't sensitive to it. Some people can handle it just fine, but it's it seems like everyone that I work with that has um, an autoimmune disease or some kind of hormonal imbalance, by removing those two things, that makes a huge difference on how they feel overall. Hey, ladies, if you heard that, try it out. If you're struggling. <laughs> Take, right. You just got a free co- you just got free <laughs> coaching advice from Cody. <laughs> right. It's not always the f- most fun advice because we love our we love our breads and we love our ice cream and we love all of that. But um, but we also love filling our best, right? So it's mm-hmm. worth it to investigate. It's worth it to dig deeper and see if that could be one of the causes of some of the uncomfortable symptoms that you might be feeling every single month. Another thing that you want to look at, this is, um, so we'll say nutrition is our first pillar and we're going to talk about five pillars. The next one is our environment. Okay. And when I'm talking about environment, that that can encompass a, a bunch of things, right? It can be the place that we live, but it's also the things that we are um, putting into our bodies and onto our bodies, okay? So lotions, body washes, things like that. Absolutely. Think about it. Most every every product that is promoted for women, <laughs> if you read the labels, most of them are filled with all kinds of toxins that are endocrine disruptors. Now, I talked to you a little bit about the endocrine system. And so what that means is there are these actual toxins that go in and actually hurt and damage the endocrine system and make it so that your body's not able to produce a balanced level of hormones. So even just like being cautious about like what kind of shampoo you use or what kind of deodorant or toothpaste or laundry detergent or something like that. Just making little simple kind of changes there can actually have a huge impact on how you feel each and every month. Oh, wow. Yeah. I could probably pay a lot more attention to that. You know, environment. it's one of those things where, um, 
you can just do it a little at a time because I know it can seem a little bit overwhelming because honestly, you can kind of freak yourself out and be like, we are just surrounded, you know, by all of these mm-hmm. harmful toxins that are just fighting against our body. But if you, you can just start taking sometimes. little steps, exactly. So like when you run out of shampoo next time, the next time you buy shampoo, look at the label, see if you can find some that are toxin free or are less loaded with toxins, right? So right. the fewer the ingredients, the more like you recognize the ingredients. Same thing with our food, right? We It's basically our, our skin absorbs things just like our intestines do, right? And so you think about it, the things that we put on our skin are like food. And so we just want to make sure that we're reading the labels just like we do when we're looking at what types of foods, whole foods we should be putting in our bodies. You know, whole food would be something that doesn't even need a label. If we could use just natural whole, you know, plant-based products that are nourishing to our body instead of um, harmful to our body, you'll feel the difference basically in a huge way. Um, so be aware of our environment Yep. and take care with your nutrition. Yep. One and two. One and two. All right. Awesome. The other thing is that we'll say the fourth one or no third one, sorry, um, is stress. Okay. Now Oof. I know <laughs> who do we know that does not have stress? No one. I don't know anyone. I mean, even if you were, you know, just living in paradise, you know, there would still be some kind of stress. It's just part of our makeup. There's things that cause stress, but it's something also that we can somewhat control if we can understand what it is that stresses us and then understand and and kind of get use some of the tools that help us to be able to relieve mm-hmm. stress, right? And people mm-hmm. I they don't realize how much stress like it really is one of the leading causes of most of our most deadly diseases. If you you can usually root Isn't that root it back crazy? to stress. Yeah. I just need to learn how to take deeper breaths and I guess I That's can be huge. That's huge. That's a huge tool right there. It's just to learn how to breathe. Right? A lot of times people are very shallow breathers. They don't take a full deep breath. And so many things happen during that inhale and exhale. And if you're not taking a full inhale and exhale, then you're not experiencing the benefits that come for that. And the, you know, it's like, we're just kind of living our lives. If we're taking shallow breaths all the time, we're kind of living ourselves in this. I'm sorry what I'm saying. We're living in a way that it's like a fight or flight kind of situation. Does that make sense? Because think about it. When you're like nervous, usually not taking nice, deep, slow breaths, right? No. (laughs) Yeah. Quick Mm -hmm. breaths, right? So yeah. So your body's taking that as a signal that there's something stressful going on, right? And so it's really important. So I'm glad that you brought that up is make sure that you're trying to take deep breaths as much as you possibly can throughout the day. Okay. All right. It makes a huge difference. I'm going to be more aware of my breathing. Who's with me? (laughs) Me. Say I. Say I. (laughs) Huge. Meditation is another tool. And it's something that um, there's a saying, and I'm going to totally mess this up, but let me see if I can say it. They say, um, oh, shoot. Let's see. It's something like, if you only have 10 minutes to meditate, then you know, good for you. Meditate for those 10 minutes. But if you don't have time to meditate, then you need to meditate for like an hour, basically (laughs) something like that. That's really butchered. You need to to prioritize it even more. Exactly. So (laughs) 
way butchered whoever uh, gave us that quote, but but you got the message. That was the message. It just means that it's very rare, especially in this day and age, for us to just have moments of silence and calm. If you don't have time to meditate for an hour every day, you should meditate for two hours. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. You were quick on the draw right there. But yeah, so... You know, it doesn't need to be an hour, 10 minutes, five minutes of deep breathing and just in listening to nothing, just having complete silence has such an effect on our parasympathetic and our sympathetic nervous system, on just our nervous system overall. And relieving stress, the load of stress can have a huge effect on our production of stress hormones, our cortisol, our insulin. All of these things have an effect on whether our body properly produces the right amount of progesterone and estrogen. And it also gives our body signals of whether we're supposed to be like... um, storing fat, for instance, right? So it's just really Mm -hmm. important for us to try to find ways that we can kind of control the stress as much as possible. So breathing, deep breathing, um, meditation, but there's also ways that I know I use. It's one of the things I use to relieve stress, and I know you do too, usually on a daily basis. I know this is like when I was a grumpy mom, my kids would be like, mom, have you gone out for a run yet? Right. They know they can tell that it's like, even though exercise itself is a stress, it's also a mm-hmm. stress reliever. So mm-hmm. if it's done in the right way and it's not overdone, you know, but it's done in the right way, then it's also a way for us to be able to help de-stress. So it's an important thing. I just say to people, move your body. It doesn't have to be going for a run or doing something hard and intense, but just move your body and get some sweat flowing every single day. And that's going to, yeah, it's going to have a huge effect on your hormonal health. So, Mm -hmm. so important. The other thing is that's kind of in that same category is sleep. So a lot of um, women, especially if there's hormonal imbalance, will experience um, insomnia. That's a very common symptom. And um, it causes a lot of stress on the body, obviously, if you're not getting in enough sleep. It's something that doesn't get prioritized as much as it should. I think sometimes we... um, we think we need to stay up late in order to like have time with our husbands or to get stuff done that we couldn't get done during the day. Right. And then Mm -hmm. we usually have to wake up early in the morning or we think it's important for us to wake up early in the morning so that we can get our workout in right where it would actually be more beneficial for us to actually just get some more sleep because you feel like hopefully culturally we're also moving away from like the Hustle all day, like mm-hmm. sleep when I die type stuff. Like, I hope so. <laughs> I'm hoping that culturally we're moving away from that like mindset that like someone is only dedicated to something if they're losing, if they're choosing yeah. to not sleep because they're more focused on that. Do you know? It might totally. Make sense, you but- totally are. I, I get what you're saying. I feel like, yeah, for a long time, 
I think we were really proud of ourselves for being so busy all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're so motivated. I only need three hours of sleep so I can get to, you know, right. X, Y, and Z. You even have like health experts out there that are like, all I need is five hours of sleep, you know? And so, and good for them. If that's, they figured that out, that's great. But the majority of us, especially as women actually need more sleep. It's really important. There's so many things that happen during that time for our brain health and for our hormonal health is so important. There's like key times of our, our sleep cycle when our body is producing, you know, growth hormone and it's, it's helping us to kind of scrub, you know, scrub the brain and helps us Mm -hmm. to like, um, keep memories, you know, there's just so much going on during that sleep. It's when our body is like rebuilding muscle mass, right? After our Mm -hmm. workouts, it's just so important. And I know my sleep, I love it too. And you know, I was raised in a family where it, we were like anti being lazy. Right. And so it was like, if you weren't up by 4 a.m. and had the entire world turned over by 6 a.m., then you were lazy. And Mm -hmm. so I forever, forever, I'm in my mid-40s now, but I'm just saying, so like the last five years, finally, I've got this figured out. But forever, I was um, getting up at the crack of dawn. I was already getting up early because I I was a personal trainer, and so I was like needing to get up early to train my clients, but I would get up earlier than I needed to before I trained my clients to make sure I got my own workout in, right? That mm-hmm. was something that I like thought was so important. And then I would work all day and I, you know, and then I'd come home and I'd have to be on mom duty and there'd be laundry mm-hmm. to be done and there'd be all this stuff. And so I wouldn't be getting to sleep. A lot of times I'd say like, oh, I go to bed at 10. No, I maybe went and got in my bed but I didn't go to sleep usually till like 11, 30, 12, you know, at night. And then I'm waking up at four. So I was running on three to four hours of sleep every night, oh. right? And for a while, I thought, man, I'm doing okay with this. Like I'm getting by. But because I was making progress in my life, I thought, but what I was doing was totally, run, you know, running my hormones into the ground, running my thyroid into the ground. And mm-hmm. I crashed. And that's, you know, when I, started experiencing all of the, my crazy periods. That's like what happened, you know, is because mm-hmm. I had been not getting in enough sleep, not managing my stress the way that I should have, not recognizing that that was such a huge and important pillar of my hormonal health for mm-hmm. sure. Prioritize your sleep, ladies. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're lazy. It means you're taking great care of yourself. Absolutely. Okay. So we've talked about diet. We talked about our environment, <laughs> right? We talked about stress. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm trying to remember all the five. So sleep. We that was part of stress. So the oh, okay. n- next one would be um, what I call lifestyle. Okay, and it okay. kind of goes in with our sleep habits. It's really what our habits are on our day to day. Like, what do we do every day? That's just kind of something we don't even have to think about, right? They're just what we do. They're just our habits, mm-hmm. right? They can have a huge effect on our hormonal health because we we know we have some habits that lead to health. And then we have some habits that lead to sickness, right? Mm -hmm. Can you think of some examples? I'm not the only one talking about this, but well, do I don't do anything. No, I'm kidding. I know. You're perfect. I'm 100% (laughs) kidding there, people. We know. You're (laughs) awesome. Um, Well, really, right now I am struggling to think of some negative things. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> that's okay. That's good because you're you're so <clears throat> no, aware of it. No, not personally. I'm meeting in general. Yeah. So, for instance, like a lot of times we have poor habits when it comes to our sleep. We have poor habits when it comes to our diet and our nutrition, the things that we've just talked about, the other pillars. Um, but sometimes we also just have habits that, um, like for instance, with our, like when we are feeling sad, like with our emotions and things like that, we'll negative have habits. Self-talk. Negative self-talk is a huge I'm so glad actually. That's awesome. That is like such a good one. And we can totally talk about that because that's a great example. But yes, things like that, things that just automatically happen, but because only because they're habits, we can get in the Mm -hmm. habit of having negative self-talk. And you think about what happens on a hormonal level when you're telling your body or you're telling yourself that, um, what, that you're lazy, that you're not good that you're, you need to do better. You need to do more. You need to, you know, all of this stuff. You're, you actually have a physical reaction to that. That emotion is also a messenger. And so there's a physical and chemical reaction that comes to that. It can increase your stress hormone production, right? Right. It can also just like that same fight or flight kind of, um, Mm -hmm. reaction. Definitely. So yeah, that's. Well, and our body, I feel like very much so our bodies respond and react in the way that our mind is telling us we are like if if I feel like oh I'm so lazy I just never get anything done well then my body thinks like okay well then I am lazy so I guess I just sit here on the couch all day like if if instead of we talk to ourselves in a positive way like okay I absolutely deserve 20 minutes to relax or more whatever (laughs) yeah because I'm so you know I was just so productive and I feel great so I'm I deserve to relax for a while and then your body's like yeah you Mm -hmm. know what I do deserve to relax you know I love that and you do you do deserve that and that self-talk is a habit so if you notice that you kind of go down the road of negative self-talk really it might feel like you're faking it you know like just kind of being that, you know, person that you see on Saturday Night Live that says positive affirmations to himself in the mirror, right? That's okay. Just start practicing and you can create new habits in that area. But there's also things too, like I know there's a lot of um, women that are probably listening to this and my friends or whatever that, you know, they they don't even have to think about it. It's just something that they do every single day that's not a healthy, it's not leading to health. They'll go, they'll get in their car, they'll go run through a drive-through and they'll get, get their soda. Diet Coke or their di- Yeah. And it's like almost becomes part of their identity, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And they don't realize like that habit, it's like, do you were you really thirsty? Did you really need those chemicals in your body? You probably didn't. It's just a habit. It's something that you've done on repeat every single day, right? And so mm-hmm. you need to kind of look at kind of your schedule during the day and see like, okay, what am I doing on a regular basis? And are those things leading to health or are these unhealthy habits that I need to maybe pay attention to and see if I can course correct? And so, yeah. So that's what I'm meaning when I'm talking about lifestyle. It's mostly comes down to our healthy or our unhealthy habits. Has a huge effect. All right. The last one. You ready for this? Yeah. You're going to love this one. All right. The other thing that has um, a big effect on our hormonal health is the supplements that we take. <laughs> Did you think that's what I was going to go to? Her time. Her time. Her time. Well, 
The reason is, and we talked a little bit about this in episode two, is that um, it's we could do everything perfectly. All of these other pillars of health, let's say we're just stellar A plus students, just like Jess, right? We're all like Jess. <laughs> and oh. yet we could still be having some deficiencies in the body, right? And that's where right. supplements come in. So I, I'm a person that doesn't just push all the supplements on everybody because I don't think everybody needs every single supplement that's out right. there. Right. But for those of you that are suffering with um, hormonal imbalance and PMS particularly, you are deficient in nutrients. And so there is a need for you to take the right kinds of supplements. Okay. So I always recommend there's three supplements that I tell everybody to take. So if you're not Hello, taking, taking these, notes. oh, I'm take notes. notes, but I'm going to add a fourth one for you for not just you, Jess, but for everybody listening. So a multivitamin. Okay. A multivitamin, mm-hmm. one that is, um, preferably in a powdered form, but if you you know, have it in like a tablet or something, that's fine. Just look at the ingredients and make sure that they're mostly whole food based. Okay. That's key because there's a lot of like, um, nutrients that are created in a laboratory (laughs) that aren't as nutrient dense. Okay. So you're going to have better luck if you can get a food based multivitamin, right? But any multivitamin is probably going to be better than nothing at all. It'll help provide something, right? Good, better, best. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other thing is to take a good probiotic. Okay. It's so important for gut health. And like I mentioned before, our gut health is linked to so many hormonal imbalance issues. So many autoimmune diseases comes and stems from poor gut health. Okay. So taking a probiotic helps repopulate the good bacteria in our gut and helps us to be able to break down and absorb the nutrients that we are taking in from our food and from our supplements. So that's huge. All right. The third one is a good omega-3 supplement. This is to help us with um, inflammation, basically. That's the main reason. We, like I said, we talked about that with our diet. We take a lot of things into our bodies through the food that we eat, but also just through the products that we use that cause inflammation. And all of our PMS symptoms are caused, are usually inflammation is one of the root causes, I should say, with that. Okay. So those three. I need to take an omega three. Yeah. I'll admit. I know. It's important. Those are the three. Every person really should be taking those because we're not getting in enough omega three. We may be getting plenty of omega six, which is also good, but we're probably getting more omega six than we need to, and not enough omega three. Okay, so it's just okay, a good you idea. Said there was a fourth. There is a fourth, and this is for all of you women who are dealing with PMS symptoms, and I'm sure you can guess. Her time. Okay. Now her time, (laughs) her time is a supplement. Personal favorite. It's our personal favorite. Now the reason it was created is because there just wasn't anything out there that was providing the key nutrients that are known and proven to nourish your endocrine system and help give you like support to bring your body into hormonal balance, right? And so that's what her time is. It's a nutritional therapy supplement that provides these key nutrients that you need that you might not be getting from other supplements or from your food or enough of it. And so it helps to provide your body with these key nutrients that help to bring about hormonal balance and then help lead to um, happier and healthier periods. 
right? So that's a huge one. So those are the five pillars I would say that you should pay attention to most of all in order to create hormonal balance and hormonal health. So I hope that was helpful. Did you guys learn anything? Did you learn something, Jess? Cody, I'm learning all the time. (laughs) I'm over here taking my own personal notes. Good. (laughs) That makes me happy. That's so good. The The five pillars that will now... I'm going to be thinking about these all the time. Right? They're just things that you're going to have to address every day. So I didn't want to make the list too long, but these are the five main areas. If you really focused on these five areas, then you are giving your body just the best kind of love that you possibly can. I'm going to focus on stress because I know as a mom of three and running a company, I do maybe I could... I maybe have a lot of stress, not more than others. I know we all have stress, but I'm going to focus on yeah, coping with stress and I'm going to analyze my lifestyle and see what things I could tweak that I'm doing daily that maybe are not the best for me. I love that. And I hope you'll report back because, and I think stress is a good one to start with because it has such an effect on the types of foods you're going to crave. You know, it's going to have a huge effect on the habits that you implement, whether you're getting good, healthy habits like meditation and exercise and, you know, all of that in your diet, all of that's going to play a huge effect. So I love that. So please report back and let us know how you're doing with that. And we, I, I will report back and we want to hear from you guys. What, you know, what pillar are you wanting to focus on? What did you learn from this podcast? And yeah, we want to hear what area you want to work on or what you learn and let us know. Love it. All right. I think we covered quite a bit. So let's end this episode and just say thank you so much for tuning in. And we look forward to hearing from you. So thanks so much, Jess. I appreciate your good comments and your amazing questions. Oh, thank you, Cody. Keep teaching us all you know. Oh, I'll try. There's a lot lot to learn. So we'll just keep going with this. (laughs) All right. Thanks, you guys. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. listening. This podcast is brought to you by Mixers, creator of Her Time. Her Time is your monthly lifesaver, period. It's an all-natural supplement that you drink with key ingredients known to help you combat your monthly cycle symptoms at the root each and every month. Try it for yourself. You can find us at Mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S.com, and on social media at mix.hers. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We are here to talk about what you want to know, so be sure to direct message us with your questions and comments on our Instagram account at mix.hers. We may even ask you to be a special guest. Thanks again. We look forward to hearing from you and continuing the conversation. Mm-hmm.